Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Uh, thank you so much for coming down. Really appreciate it. Insane in the Membrane podcast. Insane in the Membrane is back for another live podcast recording on Sunday the 23rd of February. I found that through humour... People open up and we have a laugh, and I really appreciate you coming down and doing this. This is an intimate live show with comedian Rich Wilson and very special surprise guest in front of a small audience at the Pleasance Islington. In fact, you are so close to the comedians, you could probably lick them. Uh, we can have a laugh while we do it. I think that's what I'm trying to show with the podcast. Insane in the Membrane Live at the Pleasance, Sunday, Feb 23rd at 7.30pm. Just £5. Nearest to Caledonian Road, Piccadilly Line, dead easy, no excuses. You did great, Rich. Thanks, Bob. You Didn't did Great. Thank you. Click the link in the show description for this episode on your podcast app or go to pleasants.co.uk. What do we do now? I don't know. I think that's it. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. Insane in the Membrane. Hello and welcome to another edition of your favourite podcast, Insane in the Membrane. Insane in the Membrane. Welcome. How are you doing? Are you good? I hope you're good. I do, genuinely, I ask that every time, I, and I know you can't reply, but it's always nice to, to ask, isn't it? And I'm, I'm sure you're all very well. I'm very well. It's lovely to have you here. Before we begin, we've got uh, a couple of shout-outs. We have had some, uh, some reviews through Apple Podcasts. Um, five-star reviews, thank you very much. Uh, ben Aveling is our first one. Brilliant, he says, five stars. Thank you, Ben. Appreciate that. Um, he says he stumbled across the podcast and he's heard, he'd heard about me on the circuit and then he had a look, see what I was about and then he found the podcast. So thank you, Ben. Very much appreciated. Uh, and then we've got Robbo36. Hello, Robbo36. Fantastic podcast, he says. Thank you, Robbo. Very much appreciated. Uh, big shout out to Sean Panda Nicholson as well. Thank you, mate, for your continued support. Big Steve Priest. Thank you, mate. And to everybody else that's been messaging and all your likes and things and subscribing and all that kind of thing. Thank you, thank you, thank you. From the bottom of my heart and producer Paul's, we really do appreciate your support. Thank you so much. So, on with the show. This week, I managed to grab New Zealand comic Matt Stellingworth. I met Matt a couple of years ago when I went over and did the New Zealand Comedy Festival, one of the finest comedy festivals in the world, I will add that. Uh, Matt um, is one of the best comics I've ever worked with. He's fantastic. And I happened to be in Manchester, and just out of the blue, he messaged and said, I see you're going to be in Manchester. Do you want to meet up? And I was like, I'd absolutely love to meet up. And in fact, when we do that, why don't we record a, uh, an episode of the podcast? And he was well up for it. And told me some things I wasn't even expecting. We were talking about his past, his career, his, his past work that he's done before, which he'll tell you all about in the episode. 
Um, also, there's a lot of background noise in this one because we met up in, I can't remember what it's called. I can't remember what it's called. It's a coffee shop in Manchester. Uh, I can't remember what it's called now, but it's a brilliant place. And, uh, and so there's a lot of commotion going on in the background, a lot of life happening behind us. So, uh, so yeah, kind of block that out if you can. Just listen to the chat. It's a brilliant chat, as they always are. So please welcome Matt Stellingworth. That's the thing with this job. Yeah. It's just, it's just, it's, it's I'm like, yeah, yeah. I mean, like you were saying, like, oh yeah, oh, so it must be really hard to be successful. Yeah, yeah it fucking is. Yeah. The admin sucks like dicks. You're, you're in the, the in-between success. Yeah. It's in that Once weird... it gets more established, you'll have someone who deals with That's these right. things. Yeah, when you can sit back and go, oh, they did that. Brilliant. Yeah, Mind yeah. you, there's an element of that, because Jade and producer Paul do deal with shit. Because I'm, <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm like, we, you know, we became comics because we like to make people laugh. We didn't do this to get into fucking admin. Yeah. And so I and don't it's know. only when you start yeah. and you realise it is all that. Yeah, and now you have to be a, you have to be a product. You have to be yeah. a, a thing that you sell. I can't do it. Dude, I'm so bad. It's hard, man. Like, I think, I, I, I'm sure British people, I think, are the same. But New Zealanders in particular, self-promotion is like so profoundly abhorrent oh, to man. us. And, yeah. this, and I'm so bad at it. Like my, my wife had to like scream. It genuinely caused a fight in our household <laughs> when I was doing like a preview in Manchester. And she was like, just share it on the Kiwis in Manchester page. You'll get like 40 people who come along. You, yeah. know, you won't have to do anything else. And I was like, I'd rather have nobody there and not do the gig <laughs> and lose money than be seen to be sharing my own things that I'm doing on the page. And I was like, you do it. And she's like, it'd be fucking weird if I do it. Why am I doing it? And I'm like, can you, it's the same argument we have whenever it comes to calling someone on the phone. Oh yeah. I'm just like, can you do, I can't. Yeah, I man. can't talk on the phone. I can't answer the phone. Why are we so scared of it? I don't know. I don't know what I'm it is. I'm terrified of it. I, I fundamentally, Refuse. Yeah. Like I tried to set up. I got my phone contract. Black Friday sales. I was like, I was like, oh, I was trust it, and I just lost it. I was just like, this is so stupid. Who designs an app like this? And she's like, I'll do it. And then I'm just sitting there like playing on my Game Boy or something. Then she'll yeah. lean across and she's like, just say your name, Matt Stellingworth. <laughs> right? And it's like, good. Yeah, I've got a practical person who does that shit. Right. I'm genuinely like, she was. We had an argument the other day. She was like, if I had a heart attack. Could you call the emergency <laughs> services? And I was like, I'm sure I could. Like, yeah. they must have a text service. Yeah. <laughs> Can I email them? Yeah, yeah. Can I email? She's like, what if I die? Well, I don't know. Well, if the funeral director is an online form, I guess it's all right. <laughs> Otherwise, you're just gonna you're gonna Dude. rot in the yeah. backyard. I don't know what else to do. <laughs> Why are we so scared? I don't know. I don't know what it is because I'm I can't do it myself. I just genuinely can't can't do it. No. I just I panic. I don't know what I, it, when someone says, "Oh, give me a call in the morning." I'm like, "I don't want to." Yeah. I'll give you. I'll give. I'll drop you a text. Just like I said to you, just let me know where and when. Yeah. And I'll be there. No. I. It. it to be yeah. fair, I'm bad in general. It took me. Uh, it is a. It is a mark of how much I love you, Rich. That I even when even told me you were in town that I even messaged yeah, you. you. Even messaging yeah. someone. It's just like, I just feel real awkward about it. I'm just like, no, nah, I'll just stay on my own. Oh, I've just been quiet. I'm no good at it. I was so pleased when you messaged me. I'm like, oh yeah, really cool. So in my head, got your shit together. He no. just he doesn't care. He's like, yeah, fuck it, man. In my head, I'm just sitting there like, oh, I hope he replies. <laughs> and <laughs> Otherwise, I'm gonna look like a real cunt. And then he's gonna do what I do. He's gonna reply in like a month and go, sorry, man, it must have slipped through somehow. And I'll be like, yeah, I know, I know. Went into the other folder. <laughs> oh man. 
We are terrible. I don't know how we get any gigs. I don't know how we have any friends. My agent does it. It's only ah, one. Cool. Oh, mate. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, the friends there, it's a hard thing. Because again, I was actually, I was chatting about it with someone the other day, because my year group in comedy, the people you started out with, are all in New Zealand. And yeah, right. those are the people you sort of, you knew, and there's some sort of special friendship that comes with starting at the bottom and moving Absolutely. through, yeah, yeah, which yeah. I don't have here. So you just sort of see people at gigs. Mm. And then because I'm just too, I don't know, lazy or comfortable being on my own. Yeah. I just sit at home and I'll play PlayStation rather than messaging someone. <laughs> I think. It's only because, because Jade, Jade's really on it and she gets really frustrated if she thinks I'm not. Yeah. And I, I keep explaining to her, so it's just different now, I'm learning. Yeah. Whereas before, people would ring me. People would email me about gigs. I didn't have yeah. to pick up the phone. Well, now it's different. Now you have to be on it and pushing because yeah, yeah. there's so many of us that you just drop through the cracks. Yeah. You're like, oh shit, yeah, sorry, Rich. Yeah, we, yeah, sorry, man. Which has happened recently. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah, sorry, man. We, yeah, we just we've been so busy. Yeah, we got gigs for you, but next September. Yeah. Like, oh shit. What about <laughs> in between times? Yeah. I can't be guarantee I'm going to be alive yeah. next September. You know, booking yeah. gigs and yeah. So no, Jade I'm, gets really frustrated and and I, and I get it. I totally get it, man. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm I'm lucky. My wife is a very practical, organised yeah. person. Because I, like, I, I, I feel like I would, rather than call someone to work out my visa, I would just illegally overstay and just be like, it'll probably be fine. Keep your head down. I guess, yeah, yeah, don't make a scene, mate. <laughs> Classic yeah. Kiwi way, mate. That's, that's why we're such hard audiences to play to. Oh, no man. one laughs. Just cross-armed silence. Well, funnily enough, Kiwis seem to be, like, they don't mind a little bit of self-deprecation. Mm. If you do too much, you can, the audience kind of go, oh, mate. What's wrong with you? Yeah, yeah. You know, come on. You know. Can't be too self-deprecating, but you can't be up yourself either. Yeah, that yeah, is, you got to find that middle ground. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. That's why, um, and I, I think I'm I'm particularly bad at that. I'm particularly quintessentially Kiwi bloke in that. Oh, yeah. Because like, my wife and I are trying for a baby at the moment. Oh, mate. Which is a nice way of saying we had sex this morning. <laughs> That's why I was late for breakfast. But it's... Um, uh, <laughs> But no, because I was actually chatting to a friend of mine, another Kiwi comic, and he's married to an English woman. Yeah. And they, they had a fight the other day because they were going to like Disneyland Paris for the first time, yeah. taking the kids to Disneyland. It's going to be amazing. And she was like, you excited, right? And he goes, yeah, yeah. She was like, you have, like, she was angry. She's like, you've got to do more than that. There are kids here. At least yeah. act it out. And he's just like, I just don't really feel excited yeah. about anything. This is all of, this is it. It's just, I just, this is the level that I'm allowed. Yeah. That society for my entire life has allowed me this level my of My tribe has told me this is it. I think I genuinely, I don't think I've ever been excited about anything in my life. <laughs> I've, I've never felt like extreme excitement or joy or sadness. I've just been just null. That, <laughs> just, <laughs> just that Kiwi one level. Yeah, just, yeah, mate. Just the right yeah, side of up and down. Don't make a fucking scene. Get your yeah. head down. <laughs> like, like if a New Zealander cured cancer, and went on Oprah or something. Yeah. And she was like, wow, you've cured all forms of cancer. You must be proud. And he went like, yeah, I'm, I am actually really proud. Yeah. New Zealanders would dislike him. <laughs> They'd be like, proud? Oh. You're going on a foreign show in front of foreigners and being like, oh, I'm proud. Have you cured AIDS? No, get your fucking head down. Go back to work, lazy cunt. Like, yeah. That's what I like. I think that's why, we have, that's why New Zealand has such high rates of suicide and domestic violence. So you don't make a scene, push all your emotions down, and eventually they will explode in either an act of violence against yourself 
or against whoever's nearby. One. Yeah. Like, uh, thing. Oh man. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that took a turn. So you have you? Yeah, yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. The bagels are nice anyway. <laughs> Eat your bagel, mate. Yeah, 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 yeah sorry, yeah, man. It's gone no. cold. Yeah, yeah. Get yeah you you here, talk man. for a bit because I'm going to chew through some no, cereal. Yeah, do it. This is fucking great, man. With that in mind, have you found it hard to sort of talk about feelings and? Well, yeah, I've yeah. never met anyone who did. No. And and I, th- I don't know whether it's a case of just naturally, I don't feel the highs and the lows or that those those edges have been planed off yeah, as time yeah, goes. Yeah. But no, it's just, just, uh, just don't make a scene, mate. No, keep your no, head down. Don't, yeah. t- don't tell anyone. My dad was no good. one gives a shit. No. <laughs> and it's not even in a bad way. My dad's a very nice guy. Yeah. But he just got diagnosed with Parkinson's. Oh, shit. We're not Sorry, diagnosed. Man. That's yeah. all right. It's it's it, like it, well, it's partially uh, there's a genetic element to it, and his dad had it quite young. Okay. And farming chemicals used in agriculture are one of the risk factors. So his dad had it, and he spent his whole life working on farms. So it was going to happen sooner or later. But he's a little bit younger than we would have wanted. Yeah. Uh, but no, like but but he hasn't mentioned it. Mum told us because he was just like. I don't bother them with that. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't affect anything yet. Just, just wow. plow on. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah. So, and I know it is a bad thing, but I know I would be exactly that. Yeah. I've, yeah. I, I would. Funnily enough, I was talking about this yesterday. Someone I know has just, has just said they've got they've got cancer, and they're dealing with it, and it's all fine. And I was I was like, man, I don't think I I wouldn't tell anybody. No. Unless it got to a point where it was obvious. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't, I just wouldn't want, I wouldn't want the fuss. No, I, I, like, it yeah. would be like sharing a gig. Yeah. Like that you're doing. It'd just be like, it seems, doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why, and, yeah. And I'm the same with talking to people, even after if people have posted about it and shared about illnesses. Now, I don't know if this is how they would prefer it to be, but I never bring it up with them. Even if they've shared it publicly, yeah. I'm just like, oh, how gig's been, mate? Oh, like, you know, how's the relationship going? Because I feel it, it's their right to bring it up, yeah. not my responsibility. Right. Because I feel like there must be a time when you're just like every, like, every person you meet, you're trying to think about anything else, and every conversation starts with, I'm so sorry. Yes. Are you okay? Like, what can I do? And you're just like, there's nothing you can do. Nothing. Uh, are, you a, are you a cancer researcher? No, just... Yeah. So I tend to... Actually, I there's, an ad, there's an advert about that, just saying... Yeah, what, how do you how do you treat yeah. someone who's got cancer like, as you would normally? Yeah. Like, how, how how you been? How's the you know? Did you see the football? Did you whatever? Yeah. Rather than like you just said, going like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. You know, yeah. You go well because yeah, you can't do anything. You can't yeah. do the one thing I want, which is get rid of it. Yeah. And and not, like they don't want that to be the the center, no. the crux of every conversation. Yeah. yeah, yeah I can't yeah. speak for people with it. Well, I'm sure my, my you know, I, I know my dad well enough to be that he just doesn't, doesn't want to cause a fuss. Yeah. Actually, I had a, a bit of weird, the only sort of, the only time I've cried in the last 30 years, yeah. probably, since I went to, since I went to primary school. Oh, yeah. And I cried every day <laughs> for like a month, holding onto my mum's leg, didn't want to go. Oh, man. Uh, and, then, and then that must have been, that was the last time I felt any emotion. It was weird, I was on holiday. And I, I slipped in the um, in the shower yeah. and cracked my head. It was quite bad. But I was sort of in like you're shaking when you're getting shocked when you get a fright like that. And I was like, "Oh, you're right. You're right. I'm there. It's fine. It didn't really hurt mm. at all. And I felt fine. With it. Yeah. Didn't didn't hurt. Wasn't really sore. And then my uh, 
my wife like went and Miriam went and told my family in the other hotel room like oh we might just have to wait for me he just cracked his head he's just making sure he's not bleeding Mara. and they all like we were in the in the elevator going down 15-20 minutes later and they were like are you alright so I started tearing up oh wow and uh, and, I started, and, I, and then I had to tell I had to tell Miriam to tell them to stop asking me if I was alright and I think I was genuinely I was upset not that I was hurt because the pain of that had passed I was upset that I was sort of interrupting their day <laughs> that was what made me sad yeah. or, or worried was that I was I was, was bothering them ah. so, I, so yeah. I just like yeah I, I got sad at people asking me if I was okay yeah I think that's why I like doing this podcast because it's all about the guests it's not about me so I'm happy to just ask a few questions and then let them yeah, yeah. chat, chat, chat away because I do that. I know when I meet people and I meet up with like when I met I met uh, Michael Smiley earlier when he came in and he was like he goes so how you been I'm like yeah yeah good you know yeah good getting on how are you mm. and then put it back on him and then let him let him do the talking because classic podcast host yeah mate. Just, just let him do it yeah 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 letting your bagel go cold though eat that that's let, all right mate <laughs> you talk for a bit I do I will talk yeah. So, ah, oh, it's so hard. East End geezers must be like New Zealanders as well. It's Push it down yeah. Down oh man, they, my, I remember my dad telling me. Uh, he goes, yeah. He goes, you just uh, don't make a scene, don't make a fuss, keep your head down. Yeah. Don't get involved. Just you know, keep your head down, and then eventually, you know, people won't see that you're there, and you know, because yeah. he, he really used to upset him that. I'd be, I'd be angry going, what? Well, no, something needs to be said. Yeah. Like there was a, the, the next door, next door house had a, had a pothole on their drive. It was a, it was a, a communal bit of land between that, my mum and dad's house and the house next door. And the guy next door had put this fucking hole in the floor. And then a delivery driver or a postman or somebody got his, he, he went in the hole and then decided he was going to sue everybody. Yeah. There was nothing wrong with him, but he was just being a fucking yeah, dick. Yeah. And my dad, was like, well, no, no, we're gonna, we've got the letter, we're just gonna, we're just gonna pay for it and all that. I went, Dad, for fuck's sake, it's not your fault. It's the guy next door. Yeah, he should be sorting this out. And Dad's like, look, it's none of your business. You know, and it used to just drive me mm. fucking crazy. In the end, he got sorted out, and the guy next door ended up having to, having to deal yeah. with it. But I'm like, Dad, come on, man, yeah. just fuck it. He's like, no, don't make a fuss. Yeah, don't make a scene. Yeah. And it angers him that I shout at people sometimes. <laughs> oh, my, my dad, my dad uh, let his, any of his emotions came out on his farm dogs. Oh, yeah. Shouting at them if they were, if they were fucking about. But I've never seen him cause no. any, any scene or any noise. Doesn't no. say anything. No. And it was definitely, there was none of that. This is why I like doing this podcast as well, because it gives me a chance to actually do, talk yeah. about the fact that I do get emotional when I do, yeah. I do feel... But not being able to talk on the phone yeah. is a big fucking deal. Yeah. And it and it stops me, it does stop me progressing in life. Yeah. Is I'd rather like you said, I'd rather not talk to that person and miss out on something yeah. than have to go through the ordeal of going, right, okay. Yeah. Let's just phone these people. Well, uh, yeah, I miss out on lots of like events. Yeah. Like Miriam's like, oh, we should go to this barbie. And I'm I'm all right once I get there. Yeah. Then the comedian comes out. Once it's a live action interaction. You can hold court, particularly when you're with non-comedians. That's right. Because you're way sharper than them, mate. They, were, they haven't worked out any of their stories nah, in the clubs, nah, mate. it's amateurs, never, mate. Yeah, yeah. They've never tried them in Glasgow or Liverpool, <laughs> so you're, you're away. But 
But no, like, I, like it takes me a lot of effort to leave the house and go do something that isn't work. Yeah, I and think. also I hear I talk about this a lot. Making plans to see people, like you messaging me and saying, "Do you want to meet up?" Blew me away because I'm like, yeah. "Fucking yeah, I love you." Why? Yeah, why would I not? Yeah, yeah. And then there's an element of you, like later on, you're like oh, maybe, maybe he doesn't want to. Oh, maybe it's changed now. <laughs> I'm thinking the same. Yeah, I'm just I'm, like, well, that was it when oh, I did it. Yeah, he's, he's busy doing podcast. He's successful now. <laughs> he's at the Pleasance with Nick Helm. I'm not Nick Helm. <laughs> well, you know. I was literally just caught up in it, like Jaden, producer Paul, just going, "Mate, we need to do this now." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm fucking trying. I'm in the middle of a car. I'm in a car. I'm yeah, in an yeah. office." So, yeah, and then I'm, then I was like, "Mate, no, no, no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna message you, and we're still gonna meet up. We're still doing this. I fucking said I would. Don't fucking do this, Rich. Come on, man. Yeah, now yeah. we're in. It's beautiful, and I'm glad we did. Aww. And more, more people should stick to plans." Yeah, more people because it's so. There is a joke at the moment. I keep seeing people making comments, going, "How beautiful is it when the other person cancels on you?" Yeah, yeah. Is oh, that, that feeling of not having to go out? And that's like, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's all right yeah. now and again. But and I feel, yeah, I, I, I'm fairly, I'm fairly comfortable being on my own. Yeah, I, I can. Like, I, I think I could, as long as I had books and games and stuff, yeah. I could survive on my own for a long time. But I know my wife is a more social person. And I feel bad if I'm the reason that she's not getting that right. interaction. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah. But nothing, nothing will happen about it because we're a, we're a household of Kiwis who don't make a scene again. <laughs> and I mean, she's she works. She's a nurse in paediatric intensive care. So oh, wow. while I think I am naturally deadened to feeling the extremes, she has. He has to. But I don't. Well, I don't know whether she was drawn to that job because. She already felt that way, or that that is a byproduct of doing that job for a decade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she doesn't know herself. I think you have to. There's because I used to look after old people and children with disabilities. Yeah. So there is there is an element of you having to, yeah, put it yeah. when you leave, when you walk out the door, you have to leave it there. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, yeah. You, know, you know, you people talk about having a bad day. Or you're talking about having a bad gig or something. You know, yeah. my, a bad day for my wife is. Is, is babies dying in front of their families, her being shouted at, she's being blamed, you're the reason my baby's mm. dead, when it's not her fault, no. but uh, for the most part, it's no one's fault. But, right. and you're like, that's, that's a bad day. And she comes back like, eh, it's yeah. all right. Lunchroom, they've run out of tea again. Yeah. Like, you know, that's all you can complain <laughs> about, uh, yeah. can you? Yeah. And then, yeah, and then you go, oh, I've got to drive to Preston. Yeah. Well, that, the medical industry is horrendous for mental health within the workplace. Really? I think, um, what is it? In the UK, I think uh, one doctor commits suicide every two weeks. What? Yeah. Holy shit. Oh. Fucking hell, man. Every, every between two and three weeks, right, a doctor in the UK commits suicide. Because of the pressure? Yeah. Well, I think... Now, I can't speak. I come from a family of medical professionals. I was going to be a doctor, but my mum talked me out of it. I think the only time that that has ever happened. She was like, no, the money's shit, the hours are shit. Yeah, um, now you're a comedian. Yeah, now, now I'm doing this. And now she's like, I shouldn't have talked about it that day. No. I, I think the day I started an arts degree, she was like, no. Uh, no, he's gone too far yeah, the other yeah, way. Yeah, he's, taken his, he's followed his dreams too much. Um, no, I think the pressure is probably part of it, but it's just... It's the long hours. It's not enough sleep. Yeah. Shift work. Shift work takes years off your life. Oh, Everyone all... knows that. They teach that yeah. at medical school. And again, you miss out on friendships. Once you, you know, I'm sure you read Adam Kay's 
No, well, but not well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think like 90% of the UK has read it with the sales yeah. that it's getting. But it is worth it. Yeah. And I know a lot of people who've read it have suddenly got appreciation for what people in the medical profession go through. Okay. And again, I grew up, my mum was a nurse and a midwife. Yeah. And I never understood that. And again, no. she's a Kiwi woman. Don't make a scene. Oh, yeah. Put your head yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, but you yeah, know, yeah. most days a baby died in her arms or something. Oh, man. You know? And you do that for long enough. It's like, well, in, in Adam's book, he talks about a uh, obstetrics uh, lecturer in London yeah. who, on the first day when people want to major, it's a major, want to follow the OBGYN kind of yeah. uh, path, she goes, just so you know, by the time you retire, there will be a bus full, a coachload of dead babies. Shit. And that bus is going to have your name yeah, you're driving on the, the side bus. of it. That's wow. it. And if you can't handle that, don't start. don't start and I think they do a, they don't do enough at of that at the beginning yeah uh, to ferret people out well, not ferret people out that seems unfair I know but you mean but yeah not, like everyone wants to be a doctor but not everyone is no, everyone can is be qualified yeah. to be it. Right. Um, that's yeah it's not even about what you learn it's about just yeah what you are in your core that. and I mean they're lucky in a way that they you know they're sort of well known for that slightly detached sociopathic mm. psychopathic sociopath isn't an approved yeah, yeah, term yeah, yeah, in the yeah, business yeah uh, their tendencies but they're quite lucky in that they just they tend to look at charts rather right. than patients look in look at the charts prescribe this do that whereas you know like my wife has to spend 13 hours with one patient in yeah. icu and yeah. their families wow, the other man. whole time so so yeah again that's another mm. thing so i feel bad Bring up anything. I'm like, <laughs> I can't ring. Oh, yeah. I can't ring the people. Yeah, babies died today. Well, you want to hear about death? You should have seen them, Cambridge. <laughs> it's Christmas gig, babes. Yeah. You know what it's like, babe. Hold my yeah, head. Yeah. yeah, that's what I have to do. I have to make a joke out of it. <laughs> Fundamentally, not qualified. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah, yeah. But that, yeah, I, I the, the stats on suicide, I mean, yeah. are uh, astronomical. I can't get my head around it. That, yeah. that I've talked about this before. That I mean, I've thought about doing it, and then I, I've mentioned this again. And I'm sorry to anyone listening, but I was I did another podcast uh, for Calm, and they, we were talking about suicide on there. And they were saying when someone wants to kill themselves, a lot of the time it's not because they want to get rid of themselves. They want to get rid of that bit that's causing the problems, yeah. but you don't realise. Yeah, that, well, that, that's you know, the. The sort of fundamental misunderstanding because I have to admit I used to I've known people who kill myself and I used to get angry at them I, I yeah, used right. to consider yeah. it a selfish thing yeah. yeah but then you have to like you know when you see a mother with children in postpartum depression kill themselves but they yeah. in their mind the, their babies will be better without them there. yes yes the world will be better yeah and, you know, from the outside you go how could you do that they need you yeah and they're either like no, no. I, the world will be better yeah, without yeah, yeah. Me. i'm getting in the way of them yeah, yeah man but which it's it, it, it yeah i had a moment a couple of times thinking about it i know people that have done it and yeah and it, it, it yeah like you say it's that oh fuck, we should have spoken like yeah. you wouldn't have known you wouldn't no. have known or look at chester you know Bennington yeah. from Linkin Park and there's, there's photos of him and videos of him smiling and playing yeah. with his family and yeah well, you get good at hiding it yeah yeah. particularly man. if you grow up in a world where showing off those emotions isn't a big thing I'm sure you know most if you described most people who've committed suicide or the same with domestic violence I think which has a lot of similar yeah 
underlying issues. People would say, no, nah, they're friendly. No, nah, they're good at the yeah, pub. They're good yeah. value. You know, I used to work in prisons right. for a long time. I was a criminologist. And, oh, okay. and it's at the other end of the spectrum, they get the same as well. Yeah. There's a great uh, way of describing it. Uh, I can't remember his name. A psychiatrist, a psychologist in Canada who worked in prisons. Talking about violence in prisons, either against other inmates or yeah. against themselves. And he goes, all violence is an attempt to replace shame with self-esteem. Oh, wow. So it tends, not specifically violence against yourself, but against other people. Yeah. They feel shame for not being manly <coughs> enough for things that have happened to them. And by exerting violence on other people, they the hope is to replace the shame you feel with self-esteem. They're at least you're stronger than someone else. Yeah, okay. Wow, man. That's so powerful. That's, yeah. And, that's, and is that what you dealt with that? Yeah, well, I, I tend to work on death row. Uh, that was where my research was for wow, some people on death that? row. Um, right. Yeah. I mean, they're mostly they're people. Yeah. But you how know. do you? Because they—that's the difference. You, because you're if you're ill, and you know you're going to die. I suppose. I suppose. Well, yeah, you kind of know it's going to come at some point. But when you're on death row, and someone's going to do it. Well, that—that's and the average weight. The average death row sentence is about 19 years. Really? Because the, <coughs> they, when America got rid of it, it was deemed unconstitutional, and then they brought it back with a thing called super due process. And it has this long appeals thing, so it costs tens of millions. Right, so you can I just think, keep appealing. And, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, and eventually it runs out. And then it, all, it messes up a lot of the time as yeah. well, which is uh, another problem. But yeah, that... They did tend to not think about because again, it just keeps getting pushed off. You don't know when it's going to happen. Because after a, a certain number of the people I'd spoken to had had a date set in stone for their execution 15, 20 times. Fuck. You know, you're going to die on April 21st. Actually, it'll be June 28th the oh. next year. And it keeps getting pushed back. And how's that for your fucking mental health? Well, I mean, there's not a lot of research gets oh. done on it. Uh, I mean, it's not a hugely big percentage of the population uh, and they're not a very sympathetic no. percentage of the population no. but you know they're just people though that's the yeah. mistake you make is making out that they're monsters because that somehow separates them well, there's nothing you can do there's monsters. monsters most of them were made the same way any criminal yeah uh, most of them kill people because they were sad because they were angry because yeah. they didn't talk about it they didn't have podcasts to listen no. to they didn't have psychiatrists that were provided to them um, yeah, I mean, one of them described it to me very well, and I've since heard other people say this, but he just goes, imagine your entire life being defined by the worst thing you ever did. Yeah. You know, right. The worst moment determines the next yeah. 50 years, 60 yeah, years yeah, of your yeah. life, and the way that everyone on earth thinks about you. Yeah. Every result that comes up when they Google you, you know. Is that. Yeah. But that's, yeah, because you're done, aren't you? That's it then. Yeah. It just feels, it feels like your life's yeah. over. And humour becomes the defence mechanism there as it is in many places they're really funny people man funny yeah. places yeah yeah <laughs> I, I, was, I was chatting to a dude on death row and I said you know a lot of the other people I speak to here say they prefer death row from general population because you're separated okay. you're safe you're alone you don't have to worry about other inmates any threats violence yeah. is this something you found he goes oh man Woo, man I tell you no need to be scared of reaping the showers when you're the one doing the reaping. Oh. Fist bump, right? 
and he kept his fist up too. Oh yeah, and don't leave me hanging. You're not supposed to touch the inmates. And, and I was like, but you know, my mum brought me up to be polite. <laughs> so I just sort of fist bump him like, yeah. yeah, yeah. And he was like, oh shit, man, I didn't know you were going to fist bump me. And I just went, oh, I can't leave you hanging. And he's like, nah, but the government can. It's a fucking oh. cracking line. <laughs> there was a guy, um, uh, they, you can order, uh, you can choose your last meal. Yeah. You used to be able to until this guy did it. Because he ordered, I can't remember his name, but he ordered like uh, 30 lobsters. Oh, 15 yeah, steaks. Yeah, yeah. Cost the state, just in Texas, cost them like 300 quid or whatever. Yeah. Get all this food. And he just left it all sitting there, surfing turf, everything. Just waited until his hour was just about finished and he saw, didn't touch anything. And then he saw all the guards like licking their lips because they get to have any leftovers and yeah. he hasn't touched anything. And then just before he had to go, he just stood up and just pissed all <laughs> over all of the boots and no one got it. Which is, is a baller move. But yeah. since then, uh, I think it was Rick Perry was governor at the time. Uh, he banned requesting last meals. So, you just get, so get now you just get like Hungarian beef goulash or whatever's in the in the canteen that day. And I'm like, yeah, that was a nice move, but you really fucked yeah, it for fucked everyone everybody. else. Yeah. <laughs> the most common is uh, KFC. Really? It's the most requested last meal. Right. Which means, uh, which is, you know, reveals something, I think, is that you can have anything you want. You can choose anything in the world. Yeah. People go for the thing they had when they were kids. Yeah, comfort. People go back home. Dude, I think that... KFC need to use that in their advertising <laughs> slogans, boy. Yeah, comforting. Just, like, just the kernel on a black background, you know. <laughs> like, oh sure, enjoy your happy meals now. Or when the chips are down and you're about to be murdered by the government, you'll be fucking back. <laughs> like, like... <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Oh, I just I can't remember who it was posted about it the other day they were at a gig yeah and the the compare and this is a fuck up goes oh who's everyone voting for never ask that no never. even if you assume everyone's left wing yeah even at Harriet's lovely gig last night yeah. you wouldn't dare ask that question no. 
and it was mostly a Tory voting oh, crowd. Oh, God. And, and then he goes, oh, who's voting Labour? And one woman put her hand up. Oh. And he goes, oh, why are you voting Labour? And the guy next to her goes, oh, that's because she's, uh, she's a midwife, so she's all about the NHS. Fuck the NHS. And then the whole crowd just started Aye. chanting, fuck the NHS. Which, even if you're right wing, I didn't know that people felt that strongly. Again, it's the bubble yeah, we live in. And they I don't... know this podcast has talked ad nauseum about social media, so I'll try and avoid yeah, yeah, it yeah. as the cancer of awfulness <laughs> it is. Now, I realise I'm in a privileged position, unlike someone living under an Islamic theocracy for whom Twitter might have saved their democratic system yeah. and lifted them from under the yoke of a horrible oppressor. I realise I'm comfortable enough that I can go, people are mean and asshole. <laughs> I did a, I don't know if you've done it yet, Matthew Stadlin, the LBC host, okay. he does like the 1 till 5am thing yeah. on Saturday, Sunday, and he's getting, he gets comedians in. Right, now. okay. It's, it's interesting. So I did four hours on LBC wow. as a foreigner, an immigrant, talking about the problems in the UK. <laughs> I'm like, I, I got a tiny snippet of what it must be like to be a celebrity or a woman on social media. And oh, I was really? not prepared for it, mate. Uh, yeah, some it's shit. nasty. Yeah. People with opaque union flags behind pictures of them with duct tape over their faces. Oh, so, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. In a country where 78% of people think that the British Empire was a good thing. <laughs> that's lots of Labour voters think that. Ah, oh, dude. You know, that's yeah. coming from a country in the colonies with yeah. Maori ancestors, you know. <laughs> it's an I, intense. People. Genuine, people that say fuck the NHS, they genuinely don't understand what it's going to be like when they don't have yeah. it. Oh, yeah, it's they don't get it. You've they had it too good. Yeah, and now and I was talking about this the other day. Well, not too good. You've had it as good as everyone should have it. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, You've had the bare minimum of what you yeah. should have. But they, you know, they were talking about oh yeah, but we'll just pay for insurance. The, the health insurance doesn't cover anything. They're yeah. gonna, you're gonna you're gonna find out really quickly that they go oh yeah sorry yeah your policy doesn't cover that yeah, yeah. or you're gonna have to oh yeah you have to pay oh, the yeah you were in a car accident yeah. and you had to get an ambulance but you didn't call us to pre-approve your ambulance yeah. you have to pay two and a half grand for yeah, that yeah exactly you no. should go through us it's gonna be fucked and people think, are gonna die people think, are gonna die I think people assume that health insurance in the states is like car insurance exactly you know, it's like six hundred quid a year or something yeah. I got a friend. He's a comedian, and he's only just reached the level of success that he can pay for health insurance. Shit. And he has the barest of minimum plans. Yeah. And it costs him about ten thousand pounds a year. Ah. Quite a, and that doesn't cover him for most things. No, it doesn't cover you for anything. You can't get doesn't, sick. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. Nothing. And that's in our profession where there's no sick leave. Yeah. If he gets sick. Not only is he paying for that, but he can't. He can't get leave. No. We'll just miss out on work. No, I mean, like, my wife works for the NHS. I won't say which hospital she works at, but recently, the hospital's quite new, but it's not been maintained at all. For example, in the paediatric intensive care unit that she works in, they can't see all the patients that they need to see. But there is a room that's had a bunch of beds and machines stuffed in it, door closed, locked lights off because they literally don't have the budget to turn the lights on in that room oh my god so it's it's like a it's like a 30 bed unit that's the the way it's described is it's a 30 bed unit that's funded to 22 beds shit so it means there are people who people who are you know it might not be the extreme of 
they're dying because they can't get care there, they'll just get moved to another hospital. But then the family has to travel so much further, they don't have the money to get the train to and from Sheffield or Leeds or, you know, different yeah. part of Manchester, whatever it might be. So yeah, there are just eight beds just sitting, they can't oh turn the lights God. on. The other day, the wall oxygen stopped working. What? You know, the oxygen that yeah, comes Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, they yeah. literally had, they had orderlies and nurses running around like an in, like a Formula One pit crew with bottled oxygen. Because those tanks only last about 30 minutes. Someone yeah. on CPAP, whatever. Shit. So they're running around changing those out so people don't suffocate in a hospital that's not 15 years old. My God, man. You know, so... Yeah, like, uh, so, so as someone, I get I get angry on behalf of, of other British people, having yeah. seen what it's like and how good it is. Yeah, oh, it's amazing. Uh, it's amazing. You've got, you're, even on a, on a boat, like someone said, they were talking about um, on a basic level, like women's, what women need, you know, yeah. for their you know, monthly things and, you know, they, you know, you can't get covered. You can't, they, they, even those, you have to pay for those and yeah. you can't get anything on it. You can't, nothing. Yeah. And, and once the NHS is gone, you're going to get less than nothing. It's, and you're going to have to pay for it. And yeah. you're not going to get what you think you're paying. It's like you said, it's that, that it's the people that assume it's going to be like car insurance. Yeah. And you're going to, mate, when you remember when you have a car crash and you've got to pay the first 300 quid? Yeah. It's going to be the same as that. Yeah. You and fucking then, and then idiots. And the premiums are going to go yeah. up. And yeah. It's, oh, it gets me angry. Even as someone who's not lived here very long and yeah. has never had to use the NHS, but you got it good. Yeah. I mean, you know, and the way staff are treated. Oh, don't, don't, even, <laughs> mate, don't even get me started on getting a nursing registration in this country. Oh, really? Because it's all through private companies yeah. and universities. So my wife did her bachelor's, honours and master's in a country where English is the official language, had to sit a 200-quid English test and then like a 300-quid uh, written like computer test and then a 1500 quid practical exam Fucking hell. that takes a day and you can only do in Northampton or Belfast, I think. You what? have to take a day off yeah. work. And they were all run by private companies where their vested interest in you failing. So it, it cost yeah. about two grand and took her over a year to get her nursing ready. And that's for, a, there are 30,000 nurses short. Yeah. The NHS has 100,000 vacancies right now that are unfilled. Wow. And the thing is, patients don't actually suffer for that. It's the staff that yeah. suffer. Like, the care hasn't decreased in quality a huge amount, but staff yeah. are ruined, you know. Well, that's why suicide amongst yeah. nurses is through the roof as well. Yeah, yeah. like you say, they're just under... They don't sleep. They're, yeah. doing, they're doing, you know, they're doing 18-hour shifts. And, and, and I think people don't... Like, sleep is such a big thing. Oh, you know, it's, yeah. it's like when people talk about depression and they say, oh, walk it off and say... There is some element like exercise, yeah. healthy diet, good sleeping regimen, yeah. and that job destroys all of those. Yeah. So you've got to eat something microwavable because your lunch will only last thirty minutes if you're lucky. Yeah, you can, like my work. There's no rhyme or reason to her shift work, so her shifts are thirteen hours, seven p.m. till eight a.m. or seven a.m. till eight p.m. Mm -hmm. and it's random. Wow, it'll be like night, night, half day off, day three days off, yeah. day, day, night, uh, nothing, you can't plan anything no. to it. Yeah, it ruins oh, people. Man. But, uh, would you, like, you know, this job, our job, not to sell it, like, it's again, you know, I try to have a good exercise thing, get up in the morning, but if you get back from a gig at 3 a.m., yeah. there's no accommodation provided, you have to get up early to get somewhere else. That's and it, then, man. Yeah, 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 and then sometimes you'll end up 
like last night we stayed out a bit later than I wanted to and, and you're like, oh, fuck, I just hitting those vegan pizzas, yeah, mate. Mate, if I, never have a, if I never have vegan cheese again on a pizza, it's <laughs> fucking vile, man. Um, we're, we're both we're both made a move after all the talk of food we're both making a move for our, <laughs> our fucking yeah um, our bagels yeah but no so so I, I do it, it certainly puts my struggles in perspective not not that anyone's struggles need to be put in perspective no. they're their own thing uh, but again I think that's another thing from my childhood is if you see someone suffering worse than you then you've got even even less reason to make a scene yeah yeah, be yeah. quiet um, <laughs> no so it's uh, it'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out because oh, like, you know it's interesting talking about the way staff are treated there because um, I was chatting to someone the other day and I was like oh you know my wife makes a lot less than she does working for New Zealand's mm. National Health Service uh, and she worked at, you know, state-run hospitals, the same sort of thing as here, not private or anything. Yeah. And someone was like, oh, but you must make more money because there are more gigs around. And I think I worked out, I would have to do Live at the Apollo twice per year to make up the difference yeah. how much less she gets paid Fucking here. hell, man. Yeah. yeah. So, like, she took an eight grand pay cut from when she left her job that she was doing while she was doing her registration. Uh, that was just like drug testing railway workers. <laughs> that paid just to do nine to five, Monday to Friday. That was paying eight grand a year more than working paediatric intensive care Jesus in a hospital. Jesus man. It's fucking yeah. bullshit. We don't, and, and this has been said before, nurses should be treated the same way as footballers. Like we should be aspiring to be those wonderful people. Like we should be buying nurses like kits like with their names on it, like the best nurses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but we don't. No, have the bell on door for best yeah. nurse of the year at a big festival. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't have any of that. No. They do the best job, but and they are treated the worst in the worst yeah. way. Well, it's a it's a really sad statistic, uh, and I think like, it would be great to get medical professionals on this. Yeah, if you can. They would be interesting. Like you know, perhaps at the extreme end, but. Uh, nurses are the victims of more workplace violence, like assaults in the workplace, more than uh, police officers and prison guards combined. Wow. Combined. Right. And Jesus Christ. Because they've got, there are orderlies around, but hospitals have very lax security. Yeah. Someone attacked a, uh, a healthcare assistant at my wife's work, and they called security. It took their security guard like 25 minutes to get no there. No way. You know, yeah, and, that, and you're in you know the extremes of people's emotions that they yeah. feel. Um, yeah, it's a it's, it's tough business, Christ, and yeah, and it man. pushes you know particularly in pediatrics. Yeah, because like you know, in the, uh, one of those things they have in film and television where you know someone arrests and they're like, you have to leave the room oh, to yeah. the family. They don't do that in pediatrics because the idea is that people, the family, have spent so little time with their child that you can't, you shouldn't push them away. Yeah. So when they're trying to save them, when their heart's failing, like families are in the room, like six inches behind you, looking yeah, over your shoulder. Yeah, yeah, and you're trying to save their life. Yeah. Shit. Man. And at that sort of, love is a beautiful thing, but at that raggedy edge of it, it yeah. becomes quite a selfish and nasty yeah. emotion. Yeah, yeah. It sort people, of turns yeah. inwards. You know, you see it a lot. And I know my mum spoke about it, my wife speaks about it. You know, because love is such a selfless thing and it's amazing, it's beautiful. But people 
keep children alive longer yeah, than they yeah, should. Yeah. But, and and it, they, they say that it's love for the child, but it's love, love for themselves. Yeah. They don't want to not to be without them. So That's people right, yeah. suffer yeah, in an unimaginable well, agony for so long. Because I, 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 my nan is 90 years old and she's in a, she's in a home now. And she's, she was a very, she was a woman that she took herself out and she went around the world and she was busy and she was great. And she lost her husband 50 years ago, never met anyone else. She just like loved him. That was it. So she was very independent. And now she can't even, she can't even feed herself. And I was just thinking about that the other day and I'm like, I think I might hunt S. Thompson myself. If I get to a point where I know, ah shit, yeah, shit's going to fall apart pretty quickly from here on in. I might just wander off into the woods and just take myself out. Yeah. Which I know, and then someone says, yeah, well, what about your family? They want you around. I'm like, but they're not going to want me around no. if I'm shitting in my own shoes. Yeah. And I don't even know that I've got my shoes on, you yeah. know? Just that, I just need that. Yeah. I just would rather just wander off. And but I think that's, that's the thing is, at that age, you don't know when no. that moment, you don't You don't realise it until it's past. Yes. You'll be lying in a hospital bed can't move, full of tubes, people arguing over what they should do with you, and you're like, two weeks ago was when I should have wandered off into the woods. <laughs> I had that fall as I, I went that. downstairs to get into the woods. Yeah, I could have, yeah. So, what's like 80% of the medical costs you incur in your life for in the last six weeks? Really? Fuck, man. It's like I saw pictures the other day, they were showing people, there were photographs of people on their birthdays, but they're like, one woman was 122, and her eyes are shut. She's not even a person anymore. Yeah. It's just bones and hanging with skin hanging off. And I'm like, fuck, I don't want to get to that. I don't no. want to get. To, I don't want. There's what. There's no quality of life. Yeah. At that point. Well, that. Well, I mean, you know, you work in a hospital. You see people don't have quality of life at all ages. Yeah. And it's, you know, I'm a big advocate for euthanasia. I think it's. Yes. Uh, yeah. It's a. It's. It's disgusting how few countries it's an option for. It's those sure, those yeah. who work in medicine know that it, it happens in countries yeah, where it's not allowed. Okay. You what you withdraw care. So yeah. You're allowed to do that. You're allowed to just go. There's nothing we'll just we can stop, do. We'll just stop. Yeah. We'll turn. We'll stop putting drugs into the machine. Yeah. You know, and that happens a lot. Mm. But then that is not a pleasant. No. That's that's not going out in a hail no. of morphine kind of thing no that's letting all the illnesses and that take hold oh man the demons is grabbing you there's an amazing uh, documentary an HBO documentary I think it's up on YouTube so yeah. called How to Die in Oregon oh okay yeah uh, I, think I, know, seen, I know of it yeah because yeah. in Oregon and uh, some states in America you get prescribed it by your GP going to your doctor this is this is my reference my referral from my oncologist usually usually cancer it's terminal I'd like to die. And, like, right. and they write you a prescription. You go to your local pharmacist, you know, your boots or something. They give you a sachet. It's a powder. Oh, uh, yeah. And then they just go, have at it when you want. And there's, and it's not, there's no one else is involved. There's no. a charity who send people who mix it up for you to make sure you do it right. But, you know, and it's really powerful because it starts with a guy an old bloke just sitting on the laying back on the couch with his family. They mix it up. He tastes it. Yeah. Skulls the glass down, surrounded by everyone he loves. And he goes, and it's a beautiful moment because he's like, well, that tastes, that's a funny taste. It's like a warm burn. And the, the volunteer woman goes, oh, yeah, people say it tastes sort of alcoholic. And he's like, 
Oh, I was a teetotal my whole life. I never had alcohol. That was really nice. I missed <laughs> oh, out on that shit. for 70 years. <laughs> and the family are laughing. Mm. And then he just he closes his eyes after about 15, 20 minutes. And that's there's it. A, there's a film with Ray Romano. Uh, this is, that's not the name I expected this story to yeah, start yeah, yeah. after what we were yeah. talking about. No, no, but it's, it's, it's about that. Exactly yeah. what you just described. It, it wasn't, because it's not a comedy. Yeah. It was like, it's on Netflix. It's, car oh, fuck, what's it called? I do this all the time. It's like Paddle, Paddle, Paddleton. Yeah. That's what it's called. It's called okay. Paddleton. And it's about, there's two guys, they're best mates. They live, one, Ray Romano lives above his mate. Yeah. They play this game Paddleton against this old factory wall with this ball, and they try and get it in the thing, and yeah. that's their thing. And they watch movie, they watch the same uh, martial arts movie together, and they do they all there, and they're best mates. And then one day his mate says, "I'm, I've got cancer. I'm, I'm gonna die. That's it. It's terminal." Yeah. And then he's, and then he goes off. But I know this place. If we go and get the stuff, I can, I can take myself out. And then he's, and it's about them. But like they do this road trip to go and get it. This is that stuff with that, that you mix up, and then they Ray Romano's trying not to. He's like he doesn't want his mate to die, so he puts he buys this little kid's safe, and he puts the money in the he puts the medication in the safe, and he won't tell his mate what the what the code is. He's like, give me the fucking code, and he's got his safe. He's like, no man, he goes, I don't want, I can't do this, I can't, I can't deal with you going. So in the end, he like gives it to him and just his. Just they, they, so he does the thing, he has the drink, and then they're watching their movie. And his mate's wrapped in a blanket, and, and he's, like, he's like, Yeah, okay, yeah, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it now. And then they lay on the bed. And man, I was fucking crying, yeah. crying. That's it. But it's that, it's that, what, exactly what you've just said. Yeah. And I was like, Holy shit. Yeah. And I mean, it's difficult because we're talking on podcast, we, you know, people, and I'm sure people you've talked to have been talking about suicide. And yeah. We, yeah, we yeah. try to say, no, I don't have so much to live yeah, for. No. I mean, I struggle with that because it's not really my right to tell them no. what to do with their lives. I would like it if they didn't. Yeah. But again, I've never, I've never had that feeling. Yeah. Uh, but for the same reason that I've never really felt happy or excited, I'm dead and <laughs> just, just don't, don't have the extremes. No, nah. but like genuinely, not as a joke, I can't. I've never, never really been sad, never really been excited never really been happy. I'm really interested, we're trying for a baby, I'm interested to see when that baby's born, if that lights a fire yeah. in me. And I'm worried that it won't. Because you know, my wife's right. like, oh, you're excited to have a baby? I'm like, yeah, you know, be cool. I like teaching, you know, it'd like, be great yeah. to teach a kid stuff. But I, I do have a fear that wow. I'll just be like. I, I reckon, because when I had mine really young, so I was a kid myself. So I didn't really know what to expect. It is the, when I first, when I held my son, the first, my eldest son, when I first held him in my arms, I thought my fucking heart was going to explode. Yeah. It was, it was, I'd never felt a feeling like it. Yeah. It was pride. It was love. It was just that uh, I am, I am never going to, I'm never going to get, you're going to be protected. Yeah. And I'm going to love you. It was a love like nothing else. And I'd be really surprised. Yeah. If that didn't if you didn't get hit with a fucking freight train. Well I am I'm hoping for it. Yeah. But I, I fear that I'll just be fine forever. <laughs> that's, that's my curse. It's right. I, I occasionally do feel slightly uh, I'm not sure what the word is. I feel I feel sorry that I, I've got a great life. I've got an amazing wife, yeah. nice house, got a job that I love, I realise how rare that is. And I do often feel that 
like my great life is wasted on someone who can't appreciate it compared to you know people who need who all of these things would make such a difference to them yeah it would make them feel so much better and i just fine yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm designed to just just have a shit life and be all right just be fine just cruise with it it seems it's waste <laughs> i got everything's going great and I, I can't fully appreciate it but people have jobs they hate I'm like, i could probably handle a job i hate i could just keep my head down just wouldn't feel either just, nothing just, just, yeah yeah well on the outside people who don't have wives would be like I, I could survive on my own i could play playstation for 10 years never go meet up for coffee with someone i'd probably be i mean i'm deep down i'm sure i'd be miserable but i'd get by yeah Look, listen, on the outside, you seem great. I'm all right. Yeah. Well, that's, well, that's the thing. The, the darkness or the light can't penetrate my tinted windows that I've got, man. And um, maybe they will. Maybe the child will. I can't be the, wait. We're going to, you know, crack the dike open. When is the. Are, are you, so you're not, you're, not, you're not pregnant yet? No, we're no. Li- we literally started trying this, this oh, morning. Oh, dude. Wow. We got the app now. I'm on the app. <laughs> Days. Today was at twenty-one percent. Oh yeah, a one in five chance. So it's another worry. I mean, you, you had you was uh, young. I don't know. It was the same. Yeah. I sort of when it sort of planned, quote unquote. Suddenly, as a man, you feel like I don't know if I'm infertile. I don't know if I'm, I feel like a fairly manly sort of bloke. And you start to feel slightly worried that because you just assume like, yeah, we'll be able to have a baby. Everyone is. Yeah, we we'll just do it. Yeah, it just happens. Yeah, and now you're like. Fuck, now I'm under pressure. Yeah, yeah. What if? Yeah. Mate, yeah. we're going to do an update. I'm yeah, going to come yeah. back to this because we're going to find out when you're when when you're a dad. dad Stellingworth. We're going to find out. Yeah. yeah. We're going to do we're going to come back to this. You're going to come and eat cold bagel. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry about that. No, no, it's good, mate. It's good, it's good cold. It's a bagel. It works. <laughs> Listen, Matt, it's been great. Thanks, Thank you, dude. No, no, nice one, man. You've been fucking awesome. Thank you, I never so didn't good. expect that that was going to go where it went. You're an interesting dude, man. I'm right. Yeah. I'm fine. You <laughs> can't accept compliments. That's Ooh. another problem with the state of mind I have. Oh, I you're know. great. I'm fine. I think that's a man thing. Yeah, that's a man that is thing. a man thing. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Like, um, well, a non-American man thing. <laughs> like, I don't know. I've known tons of comics who've gone for meetings in LA, you know. There's oh, yeah, yeah, to go yeah, to. yeah, yeah. And they're like, going and the agents and the big producers in LA are like, you know, Americans are like, so... You're great at comedy. You're great, and they go, "Yeah, I'm alright." You know, better than some, not as good as others, and they don't get work because you got to sell yourself. To an American, to them in that industry, if you say you're alright, that means you're alright. Yeah, you know, they're very you're just literal. Like, no, yeah. I just can't. I can't say that I'm great. I'm fine. I get the job done. <laughs> Dude, I have to learn to appreciate it more. Yeah, and this job as well. Zero point zero 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 one percent of people. Whoever wanted to be comedians or actors ever even get paid to do it once. Yeah. And we make a living doing it. That's right, man. So you've got to appreciate that every day. And we get to do beautiful things like this. I know, which is hard to do when you're driving to Aberdeen and back. But, <laughs> but I'm glad you, I'm really, I can't tell you how pleased I am that you messaged me. And I can't tell you how pleased I am that we fucking met up. I know. Well, we did it. Now, now, I would like to think this would change my attitude towards messaging people and calling <laughs> people on the phone, but I'm not sure. I'll just, You've been added to my very short list of like my wife and my family that I would message out of the blue. Yeah. Everyone else, you got to call me first, man. I'm like, call me and then I'll text you That's back. It. I'm not yeah. answering. I mean, you know, Thanks, man. Cheers, brother. Made by darkhorsedigital.co.uk. Shooting, live streaming and podcast production. 
Your next episode is a podcast for people bursting into their 40s, 50s and beyond. Talking to people like Laura Dodsworth. One thing I didn't consider at all with manhood until I'm in my first shoot and I thought, what the fuck am I doing? I was on my knees in front of a man I don't know at all photographing his penis. I thought, oh, I'm going to be doing this a hundred times. And people like Sober Dave. When you give up drinking, you feel everything. You know, all your emotions come out because yeah. before you'd numb them before. So mm. all of a sudden it's like, what is this? What? Mm. How am I going to deal with this? Mm. You know, before it'd be, oh, I'd just get drunk and it'd go yeah. away. I'm Amy. I'm Louise. Join us for your next episode. Buy your favourite podcast app. Uh, thank you so much for coming down. Really appreciate it. Insane in the Membrane podcast. Insane in the Membrane is back for another live podcast recording on Sunday the 23rd of February. I found that through humour people open up and we have a laugh and I really appreciate you coming down and doing this. This is an intimate live show with comedian Rich Wilson and very special surprise guest in front of a small audience at the Pleasance Islington. In fact, you are so close to the comedians, you could probably lick them. Uh, we can have a laugh while we do it. I think that's what I'm trying to show with the podcast. Insane in the Membrane Live at the Pleasance, Sunday, Feb 23rd at 7.30pm. Just £5. Nearest tube, Caledonian Road, Piccadilly Line, dead easy, no excuses. You did great, Rich. Thanks, Bob. You did, did as well. Great. Thank you. Click the link in the show description for this episode on your podcast app or go to pleasance.co.uk. What do we do now? I don't know. I think that's it. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. Insane in the membrane. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Made by darkhorsedigital.co.uk Shooting, live streaming and podcast production.